0: On the last issue of Tales from Strinkersburg. All this stuff with consistency and continuity, he doesn't really know how to process it all. There's something I was going to eventually tell you, but I was hoping to wait until all this blows over. The helmet pops up over and he just kind of looks at her awkwardly and goes,
1: Ta-da! He mouths under attack. He says uh, something that looks like roast or robe, and then Morgan realizes that it's roach. Roche and her gang uh, are attempting to sack the science wing of stringersburg community college
0: it's kind of one of those deals where you know a fighter gets hit real hard or knocked out and they're a bit gun shy until they get hit again and you know they realize that it wasn't as bad as they remember it
1: she's fast but morgan's maneuverable so he can occasionally catch up to her and get some hits in but she doesn't really take any damage from it the lab that she has come to says advanced materials research on the outside and Morgan was none too pleased to notice Greg Greenwell's name on a big plaque. At some point while well, Morgan and Rocher are like rolling around punching each other, she yells out, Morg, she put some kind of ransomware in the system. My student account is drained. So people are basically using the this, this sink as a, as a brawling ground. Stringersburg is in full riot mode. He sees a big map of the city, flattened, and blobs of red and blue, contingency and continuity, absorbing each other, spitting each other out, pushing each other back. There's a great struggle. We're gonna go take out Greenwell.
0: He's gonna go find one of those newspapers that has Greenwell's name on it. That was very uh, continuity esque, and he's going to see if he can use his name from that, or some type of property or something that he can carry with him to track the the where he like kind of saw the map and everything in his mind. If he can like track the continuity line of Greenwell from what he sees.
1: Something tells him he has to keep the fight between this power suit and this mob of mooks from ruining the L here. Morgan flings a few choice insults at the uh, participants in this little melee. I'd like for you and the audience to imagine the particulars, but uh, Morgan has observed enough about the strong men at this point to know that they do not like challenges to their masculinity, and the technocrats and anyone aligned with them does not like to be thought of as stupid. So do with that what you will. Lucifer and listeners. Uh, in any case, they peel off from each other to come after him. Uh, Morgan slash Sentinel immediately has to start dodging energy blasts from the cease unit. Just to clarify quickly, DESIST is the name of the drone program that does surveillance, and Cease is what the power suits are called. I had these acronyms worked out at one point, but uh, I've forgotten what they are. Concentrated Energy Assault Suit something. Eh. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Okay, so uh, Morgan is able to kite his enemies into an abandoned building, knock out strongmen more or less one by one. Um, And let's just have a quick description from you uh, about the fight with the power suit. Um, I was going to pull... Something from the Street Level Archetypes book, so it's a power level six, this energy suit, um, meaning Morgan really will have no trouble beating it, but um, I'm wondering if you want to use the terrain. Um, I imagine an empty factory building that's off the L, Um, or if it has to do more with something about... Morgan's growing understanding of or connection with the ancient magic that powers his suit his armor uh, you know, whatever you let me know uh, what of those it is and we'll backfill those details about this particular little fight after that Morgan is going to start to get a vague sense of a presence as he works his way through the city. He's still got this picture. Actually, no, sorry. Um, The strongman initially, like, snatched the paper out of his hand. As he's, like, leaving the scene of his fight with this cease unit, Bit of newspaper comes blowing across his path and he just sort of instinctively catches it and again it's the front page image of greenwell so he's back on the track he's back on the scent he starts to feel almost like he's hearing someone whispering in his ear or like he sees somebody just out of the corner of his eye someone like ducking down an alleyway just out of sight the sense that there's a personality here he's engaging with or or following or that wants him to know that it's there. He's able to correctly interpret this, these signals. The figure from his dreams who has given him some information about the suit, the female occultist, let's call her, the maker of the armor, She's sending him little signals somehow through the suit. And she's guiding him to the next stop on his path toward Greenwell. This next clue comes in through the magical radio from Roland, who tells him, uh, Chief, I, uh, got a message from one of my, you know, contacts. Greenwell's on the move. Yeah, he's not staying in one place. You know, these guys, they're not even really guys, so they have a hard time staying focused. They can't tell me where he is, but they can say he's moving around and he's got a lot of company. Whenever you track him down, you're gonna have to get through a few people to get to him. All right, good luck, pal. We're holding it down here in the sink. I, uh, I threw my first punch. It sucks. I think I scraped all the skin off my knuckles. You didn't tell me that was coming, did you? After he switches the message machine off, he can hear a voice again, uh, not from the unit, but from around the corner. For a moment, he thinks it's the same sort of wispy, indistinct voice he's been following for the last few minutes. Maybe a woman's voice, maybe the woman's voice, maybe not. But then there's some other quality to it that he takes notice of. It's a man's voice, it's sort of commanding, and he can only hear one side of it, but he can tell it's in conversation. And he can pick out words like, words and phrases, like the unit, immediately, funding, and um, he hears the phrase broad latitude. So after a minute of following this voice and hearing little bits and pieces of it, he's convinced that it's Greenwell's voice. And having just heard that Greenwell himself is mobile, he takes off after it. Uh, what he finds is a where he ends up is in front of a suburban house. Well, okay, not suburban, he's not in the suburbs. He ends up in front of a two-story, single-family brick home. Um, And he's convinced the voice has come from in there. Um, The front door is open, so I'm just gonna assume he goes in finds that this house has a big basement way out of code. Um, In fact, it is a basement laboratory slash hangar, and it's where another person is developing power suit technology or has already developed it. Now uh, you're going to have to tell me a little bit about this character for us to proceed because this is one of your creations. Tell us about Red Empowered Scout because Red Empowered Scout is strong in continuity, appropriately enough. And has just been on the phone with Greg Greenwell. That's why Morgan heard Greenwell's voice, and Greenwell's voice brought him here. And Scout is ready to do what it takes for Team TPP, so they're going to have a fight. But you tell me about Scout first, and then we'll determine how that goes.
0: All right, so I think the way Morgan will handle the cease fight is uh, you know, in between, uh, just handing mooks their asses and everything. Uh, it's going, you know, it'll, it'll take maybe pot shots from outside of the, the building, but Morgan will be on edge enough that maybe he'll get hit by, uh, the debris of a blast or two, uh, but the suit will probably take most of it. He might get a couple of scrapes and bruises and cuts but eventually I think he'll force either the suit into the building or uh, to the periphery of it. And yeah, I think that'd be more, you know, it, it'd come in for like a, a scan on one of the floors after he'd taken care of all the strong men and he you know is, is hiding. Uh, around the corner or something like that and it gets close enough where he thinks he can reach it and it's one of the, you know, like windows or something that he's already blasted out of a a small, you know, like three or four story building and he's probably on like the third floor and, you know, he just kind of runs out and uh, jumps on it and just, you know, hits it and does some damage to the the battery pack or, or something like that and which causes the jets to malfunction and uh, grounds it and then they kind of have a protracted fight of uh, him slowly taking apart the armor piece by piece uh, while mostly playing on the defensive you know he'll he, he's takes his time and kind of does more precise, Hits and takes out its targeting system first, which you know allows for the the firing mechanisms to not be as precise, and you know then he eventually starts taking those out and. Um, I don't imagine that he actually like cracks through the armor, but maybe he powers it down to the extent where it can just—it's pretty much just a lump and a person trapped inside of it or whatever, uh, with just only the most either rudimentary or the systems just completely shut down. And then uh, a little backstory on Red Empowered Scout—it's a complete ripoff of uh mighty morphin power rangers and uh the guy's name i think is like scott austin uh, which again is a ripoff and uh, this is a guy who much like morgan he, he's a bit older but much like morgan grew up watching the, the old sentai shows and everything and he's kind of a genius level inventor And fell in with the wrong people, although he's completely unaware of it, to um, get his creations bankrolled. So he has like tech powered uh, Power Ranger suits, which look very similar to Morgan's. Uh, Although, probably, you know, not as mystically advanced. Uh, more modern day, you know, strength enhancers and uh, movement and, you know, basic physical things like that and powered weapons. Uh, he's the only member because he hasn't found four other people that he deems worthy to, to wear the other suits. And he also has uh, robots, which two of which are built, his and another one, uh, you know, big animal themed robots that could combine into to larger ones but he hasn't finished the other three so you know morgan would probably walk down and see this this laboratory uh, this, this workshop and the guy's costume and everything and you know they have a very similar aesthetic very similar interest and maybe on a Uh, and you know a different day a different time and everything Uh, they could nerd out about this one of the few things that that morgan can nerd out about that's outside of fighting and uh, that kind of stuff which is you know that's kind of probably one of the things that that sparked his interest in the in the martial arts uh but the guy's probably got some kind of cursory training. Like he's he probably relies more on on the tech. Like uh, let's say it's got uh, fighting, not necessarily katas, but but fighting techniques uh, built in, kind of as muscle memory in the and the targeting system of the the helmet. Kind of if it sees a blow coming in, will move the user's body quickly to, you know, if they're not already in the process of. So it's got like a muscle enhancement, reflex enhancements. Uh, but this is only... The fight starts off and it's, it's pretty even. Uh, you know, it's this spectacular show of of Martial arts back and forth, uh, but Morgan pretty quickly fly, finds the the flaw in Red Empowered Scout system, and it's that the system can only handle recognizable uh, martial arts. It, it doesn't handle handle like um, improved moves. So Morgan kind of, kind of breaks form, which for him is, is pretty natural. Like, I guess after getting his ass handed to him and everything, he's been a bit more cautious and, and gone back more to, to the roots of, of his, what he's learned, um, a bit more formal and he, you know, kind of realizes that that's what, what he's doing. So he kind of starts throwing and mixing things in and, uh, they're in odd angles and, and, uh, weird attacks and off balance attacks and everything. And it just kind of works around the suit. And I guess he's kind of using his as a benchmark and that this doesn't quite have the, the armor that his does. And even when he brings out the weapon or whatever, um, Morgan has a tough tougher time with that cuz he's not used to fighting, you know, a long sword, a power sword. Um, but he still just kind of throws in a bit of, you know, parkour acrobatics. Um, you know, shit you'd see on some on TV, some Tyly stuff from Avatar. And that'd be how he'd fight it, but, but um Before I forget, a a bit more background on on Scott Austin is he's he's definitely not a bad guy. Like he probably joined the TPP and is fully supporting them because he probably truly believes in technology making people's lives better. Like this guy is uh, this might be, you know, a hideout or his family's out, but he's got like a wife and kids and, you know, he's he's really not a bad dude but uh yeah if if the tpp or whoever told him to, uh, that the cerulean sentinel was a bad guy then he would wholeheartedly believe it and and fight with everything that he's got um so yeah morgan morgan wouldn't kill the guy even though he's he's really strong in in continuity uh he would just take him out, um, mostly because he would want information from him about Greenwell, since that seems to be where this trail is leading. So, um, if he doesn't knock him out, like if he just can kind of incapacitate him uh, through the fight at the end, then he would... uh, Question him again. uh, Morgan's just hit that point. He's not going to worry about intimidating because he knows he's not a scary dude. So he's just going to uh, beat on him until he gives him his answers, even though he may feel bad about it later.